Ryan Johnson wrote and directed The Last Jedi. And then right after that, he wrote and directed Knives Out. This is an episode on Knives Out. A Knives Out mystery. (laughs) (laughs) How Star Wars is it? Well, hello there, Mike. Hello there, Josiah, and hello there, listeners. And hello there to the listeners. Welcome to <laughs> welcome. Po- welcome to the <laughs> podcast. This is How Star Wars Is It, which is the only podcast. Yeah, we've looked and looked and looked. It's it's funny that that word even exists, podcast, because there's only yeah. one and it's and this. It's us. We could probably just C- change that word. Yeah, to what? 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 Sh- if we had to rebrand podcast, what would we call it? I want to say Frindle. <laughs> Did you ever read that book? You love that book. <laughs> I do. We've talked about it. We've talked about everything on the show. There's no reason yes. for us to still be doing the show. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I mean, there's no. Re- I, there's nothing new under the sun. No. Um, but this is the only podcast, and what we do on it is we rate and review. Any topic, and ultimately every topic, which means, you know, movies or food or anything, on a scale of 1 to 10 of how Star Wars that thing is. So, for example, Star Wars movies, they tend to get 8s, 9s, and a couple even 10. But, uh, I don't know, Breakfast got like a Mm -hmm. 3, I want to (laughs) say. Yeah, it's like a 3. It's like a 3. So, that's the scale. You get it. You get it. And this week, we, we are kind of somewhere between Breakfast and Return of the Jedi because we are doing yep. yet another Ryan Johnson film who did write and direct a Star Wars film. Um, and this is... Uh, we've already covered Glass Onion, a Knives Out mystery. And this week, we're covering Knives Out, a Knives Out mystery. Yes, indeed. Uh, now, this one was the first one. The first, the first Knives Out mystery. Yes. Which was called Knives Out. And it was just a big... Theater release is not a big, it's like a smallish budget movie compared to Star Wars. And it was like a Thanksgiving family movie. Like we went and saw it that weekend. Yeah, totally. When did it come out? September? Oh, like right before the pandemic. Or 2019? 2019, yes. Okay. Oh, yes. Very good. And it's a great flick. Love this flick. Yeah. You know, can't get enough of it. Stars Daniel Craig as the last of the gentleman sleuths, Benoit Blanc. And uh, speaking of, right right off the bat here, Daniel Craig is an uncredited stormtrooper in The Force Awakens. There we go. That's See that right, right out the gate. Right out the gate, we've got a Star Wars connection. Um, I talked about this on... Now, I don't think it was the Glass Onion episode. I think it was... Or no, maybe it was. But I said, man, we got to talk about Knives Out soon because... And then I talked for like 20 minutes about the director of photography for this movie. But um, Yedlin, is it Steve Yedlin? Um, I don't the, know. The DP who's always... He's worked with Ryan Johnson a lot. Um, developed all these algorithms and code for cameras, for uh, digital cameras to take in information in the same way that a celluloid film camera would. So basically right. like he, in fact, he, um, he released a video at some point showing 
a scene shot on film and then showing the same scene shot on digital and and the way yes. Mikey movies with Mikey Mikey Newman on YouTube um the way he described it was here's a scene shot on film and here's a scene shot with just a shitload of math <laughs> yes uh, yes yes but anyway this was the sort of like film debut of that kind of like digital recreation of the way film behaves uh and and I think you can shoot so much more agilely in that way, you know, like yeah, totally. I and if you get the same this. result ultimately, like great. <laughs> I want to rewatch this now with that in mind because I watched some recaps today and some like commentary vids today on it to like refresh it. But I want to uh-huh. rewatch it with with all that like camera knowledge yeah, fresh right. on my mind. I'm sure there's so many little things that you can appreciate just by watching like with knowing that like did you ever see on like twitter because ryan johnson's like really active on twitter did you ever see like the pictures he posted well after that movie was released of um the like light rigs they made to cast reflections in people's glasses because so many characters wore eyeglasses yeah so like uh you know they obviously shot on sets and stuff but they made these it's just these big soft boxes or whatever you call like big light light sources but they basically like taped or made like a cutout of the shape of a window given Ah. the pov of the camera like and the angle of reflection or whatever and so like there are these little hot spots in people's glasses as though daylight were coming in through a window but it's just the light source they had they just sort of masked it off to look like window frame (laughs) that's genius like it's just awesome so many and things little like all the clocks and watches in this movie are all set to the proper time they would be at that moment in the movie. You know, like they went to like right. painstaking lengths to make sure everybody's watch and phone clock were right. Man, that must have been annoying. Like before every scene, being like, "All right, everybody, we are at five forty-five p.m. Totally. Set your clocks to five forty-five. I think though, with the freedom of like not having to like dick around with film cameras as much not that there's not like dicking around you do with digital cameras but like if they can take in data and reconfigure it smartly you you probably are afforded a lot more like time on set to like worry about other things totally totally you don't have to worry about you, you can when well, you can do it all quote unquote in post mm-hmm and and, then, and I'm I'm mixed on is is that Star Wars or not? Because digital technology hmm. being forwarded by like an auteur, very Star Wars. But the Star very Wars Star movies Wars. were shot on film when they were shot on anything. Right. This is a good question. But but um, Star Wars isn't just the movies, babies. No, it's not. And I was gonna say the another. I mean, even the what's it called? The sound. Or the the round that they shoot in in the Mandalorian. Oh yeah, the volume. The volume, the sound. <laughs> um, the volume is another digital effect thing right. where they're pushing the boundaries forward. So the, so it's just everywhere. It's not even just the movies. It's everywhere. Right. Well, yeah, and the volume has to respond to the position of the camera sometimes. If the camera's yeah. moving, the volume has to sort of move opposite it, given how, like, parallax works. Right, right, right. So it's all math. More math. Yeah, right. So maybe maybe all that stuff gives this Star Wars points, because, like, George Lucas was obsessive about, like, pushing the envelope of what digital technology could achieve. Yeah, totally. 
And he's, um, yeah, I think they definitely give the Star Wars points. So that's it is funny be, though like, that like in some instances the thing that they are trying to achieve is a super analog look. Like when text appears on the screen and it has like a separate jitter from the way the camera, like like the the film quote unquote jitters. Yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. Gate weave is what they call it. You know, like as each frame of film passes through the gate of the projection, it, you know, I'm exaggerating by my hand here, but like it wiggles a little. And if there were words put on over the top of them in post-production back in, say, the 70s, the words would jiggle differently. And they do that in this movie. It's like such a hyper fine detail, but... Yeah, totally. So maybe that's points against it being Star Wars because, like, paying attention to hyper fine details while, like, the CGI is always, like, fairly good, barring, like, Jabba in the uh, special editions, like... Yeah. Star no Wars there. movies are sweeping and big and aren't like super in the weeds on little details. No. So, and then all that, all that to say, uh, those are definitely Star Wars points. We, we, and then we have Daniel Craig as a stormtrooper. We have. Yeah. Uh, anybody else got, from Star Wars besides Ryan Johnson and Daniel Craig? Let's do a quick look at the main cast. Oh, actually. Oh, no. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I don't think so. Not that I can tell right off the bat. Yeah, I don't think so either. I, I can't find any other stars right off the top of my head that are that share a Star Wars credit. But Well and it's funny Ryan, too, we've spent this whole time so far talking about like behind the scenes y kind of things. <laughs> yeah. And also, I mean the Ryan Johnson of it all. Sure. Is right there on the on the ten. Yeah, of course. And there's and so still the like rumor slash I don't even I think it was even maybe uh, more sure than a rumor that he's gonna do a trilogy at some point. I think oh, that's right. still kind of in the cards. Uh, in but the... Poker Face just got picked up for season two, and he's got a third Benoit Blanc movie at some point. So, like, I don't know. Maybe he's just like, look, I'm gonna do my mysteries. <laughs> I, I've got a lot of mysteries to solve. I can't be doing. <laughs> yeah. I, I got. I got a group of rambunctious teens and a big dog. <laughs> and we're rolling around in a big old van. That honestly, that's who should do a Scooby Doo. Yeah. If everybody's gonna try to reboot Scooby Doo in some way, give one to Ryan Johnson. This is okay. Here's here's the thing. You know that they were like the Muppets should be in. Yeah, and the he next was like, "No, thing. I respect the Muppets too much." <laughs> but like, there is precedent for Scooby Doo meeting famous people. Okay, and sure. there's precedent for there's precedent for the Muppets meeting famous people. That's yeah, very yeah. true. But Benoit Blanc solves mysteries. Scooby Doo solves mysteries. Scooby Doo has met Elvira. Sure. Scooby Doo has met Weird Al. <laughs> Scooby Doo, who is a real person and not fictional. Right. So is so Elvira. Like, I mean, she's I guess a character, but like, sh right. She is as real of a person as Weird Al is. <laughs> That's true. You're right. You're right. You're right. Um. So what I'm saying is we do an animated Scooby-Doo meets Benoit Blanc Love it. Knives Out Mystery. <laughs> okay? That's what it is. Knives? Where? <laughs> yes. And um, Shaggy can call Benoit Blanc Benny the whole time like, like the detective does. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And they can um and we can get oh well, okay. Here's the thing. It's not gonna be rated PG thirteen or R. No. It's going to be PG, yeah. solidly. And it's not you even going to be as... I, that's the thing with, with, like, doing a... Like, okay, if you're going to do, like, a Harley Quinn-style cartoon show and they all say swears or whatever, 
fine. They're bad guys. But like, they're... <laughs> I don't need Santa to be a murderer or like, or like a naughty guy. Like, Santa's Santa. Or like, I, yeah. I watched a... a you, do you watch Nando V movies? Have we already talked about him before on YouTube? We have, but I, I haven't watched him, no. He, he did a whole like investigation it was more of like an off-the-cuff kind of thing but of um the debate of does superman need the the red shorts the the briefs or the shorts Mm. on the kind of outside of his blue and he's like yes i think he absolutely does and like if you as the creative person are like no I think I think we get rid of those. What else are you going to get rid of? That he's nice, that he smiles. Yes. Like some things are silly and and good for little kids and that's their whole thing. Yeah. If you, that should be the watermark, the benchmark for sorry, the benchmark for if you are allowed to make a Superman movie. Right. That's what he even said. He was like, "Look, if you don't want to deal with the red shorts, and you don't know how to make them cool, then you don't know how to make Superman cool and just pick a different superhero. <laughs> yeah, you get, to, you get to make a different movie. You can make a Batman movie if you want. Yeah. <laughs> no one's sto- Hey, no one's stopping you right. from making a Batman movie. <laughs> Go out and make a Batman movie. They're let, easy. There's a lot let, of them. <laughs> they'll let anyone make a Batman movie. <laughs> we can make a Batman movie if you want to. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's what James Gunn's new plan is. Everybody gets a Batman. He's like, who wants to try? Come on in. That actually would be a stellar idea. Batman Uh, is the property that DC makes money off of. So why don't they just say, like a James Bond or a just Marvel lowercase, every year or twice a year, there will be a new Batman set in a new Gotham City in a new universe. Yes. And we're just going to do that for a couple years. And then... May the best Batman win, and then maybe that one gets a sequel. <laughs> Don't even get me started on how I believe that Batman should be public domain. Oh, well, yeah, <laughs> okay? you think everything should be. And everything I agree. Should be public domain. Yeah, everything should be public domain, because then we're going to get the best right. fucking movie. Yeah, I know. Anyway, I, speaking I of say the that, best movies. Sherlock Holmes is public domain, and we've gotten some fine movies so maybe well and they you know that actually is a good segue they they keep remaking sherlock holmes either with it being actually a sherlock holmes type thing like sherlock or the sherlock holmes movies but they also keep remaking him a million times over in the form of house yeah. or what was it joshua carpenter yeah <laughs> our our fake version our of jesus our jesus uh uh Sherlock Holmes yeah. guy. Um or like um you know, even even like the Christie, like like Hercule Poirot. Hercule but, Poirot. Like, but like the thing that Benoit Blanc is, which is kind of also like what Columbo is, is like congenial. Yeah. And like nice, you know, like that and a lot of those kind of like summary videos that I know you and I both watch. We're we're speaking as though we like really analyze this film, but really we're just aping what other people did when they analyzed it. But um Totally. When when Blanc first meets Marta, is that her name? Marta? Yeah. Marta. Uh, he like has kind of an extra long take down to her shoes. And like yeah. the thing that he that that spelled it out for him that she was at least somehow involved in the death of of uh Harlan Thromby was that she had blood on her shoes. But, like, mm-hmm. being a nice fellow, he was kind of like, 
I like this girl though, and all these people are shitty. So like, what's actually going on? Let's let's figure out everything, and then we can cast our judgments and and say that the mystery is solved. It's not. It's does, not a um. It's not a CSI where closing the case is the the goal. It's solving the mystery. Yes, mystery is so same- much better. It's so much more magical than like cop case yes it's 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 uh the same thing he does in glass onion where he right instead of he tries to find justice yeah yeah he he can't he can't like dispense justice but he can unravel the threads and then allow justice to be served in the best possible way right as opposed to just clapping handcuffs on martyr and being like you killed him get out of here and that is a very luke in the last jedi kind of thing yeah. In in the original trilogy, the Jedi are archetype knight in shining armor. And then in the prequels, he sort of doesn't quite succeed, but it seems as though Lucas is trying to say, yeah, but the Jedi at their peak were kind of um, mired in bureaucracy and rules and uh, closing the case and fighting wars, even though they were essentially like monks. They like became generals in the army you know like mm-hmm. he's trying to kind of say like they're not really fighting for truth justice in the american way and no. then luke in episode eight is like can't you see that the jedi's claim to the force is vanity and in the same mm-hmm. way of that sort of like enlightened thinking blanc is kind of doing that too he's he's not he's not interested in cutting people's hands off <laughs> no He's interested in, like you said, solving the mystery and and singing and Stephen Sondheim in his car, <laughs> who he knows. Yeah, <laughs> who we find out canonically, he knows. He is the, who is canonically his friend, mm-hmm. the old old man Stephen Sondheim, who is now no longer with us, um, but at the time would have been very very old. Mm-hmm. Which is a weird. How did that? <laughs> I love the Knives Out universe. Like everyone, <laughs> yeah. it is funny. It is like decidedly today's America because like yeah. the characters and the things they do and say are all like ripped straight from Twitter. But in this universe, there is a gentleman sleuth who is famous on yes. name alone. And yeah. the Mona Lisa is gone. <laughs> and the Mona Lisa is gone. And there is a, he is the last of the gentleman sleuths, which leads you to believe there were other famous gentleman sleuths <laughs> before him. <laughs> That have all thrown in the towel and are like, I can't detective anymore. It's not for me anymore. And he's the last one who's holding, he's holding the light for, for the gentleman sleuths. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And I love it. Yeah. It's a good, it's a good universe. This movie talk about like the star Warsy kind of biome experience of like Hoth is cold and Endor is jungle or forest rather. This movie is like mossy, damp, New England yeah. countryside. Like this this movie, I mean, obviously, like the thing that is just so charming about it is it's like a murder mystery about murder mysteries all set inside of a murder mystery. <laughs> like it's just yeah, like totally. it could not be more murder mystery e. Murder mystery e. Yeah. And it's it is all very it is all one biome, uh, which is very Star Wars. Yeah. Sorry, I have a cough drop in my mouth. Um, and like, if if he was so inspired by like Christie books as a kid, this this shows that so apparently. But he does do little twisty things. Like the middle third of the movie is more of like a thriller or a crime yeah. chase movie, 
Um, so like that was he's the doing dumbest the George car chase Lucas. ever. Yeah, yeah. He's doing the George Lucas thing of like maybe it's like an Agatha Christie movie, but also it's a thriller and also it's a comedy. You know, like yes, maybe it's Flash Gordon, but also it's Dune, but also it's an opera. <laughs> Some of its parts mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and also its parts taking- are maybe a little tighter together than all of Lucas's influences of like Westerns and Kurosawa yeah. and all that. But, uh, and it, it takes, uh, takes inspiration from previous creators and previous, yes. like established Canon and, and like, like almost wears it on its sleeve. Yes, definitely. Like, the opening crawl of star Wars being directly out of like serials and like the text treatment and like the pictures at the end credits in knives out that are all like, portraits that look like clue yes. cards like uh so good so good i'm sure they i'm sure the cast all got like like, like a print of their own a print of those yeah. that would be really fun yeah you think they played pranks on set just kidding. oh you gotta believe you know i i've heard through all my like rabbit holing of this movie that the scene where everybody's in the room together including Blanc and he's like yelling at all of them for being shitty or whatever. That was the first time he was ever on set doing that voice. Oh, wow. So like everybody, like I I, I don't, you know, like now that you know, it's like, it's like drinking a glass of wine and then someone saying that cost a hundred dollars. Like all of a sudden you're like, "Mm, yes, I can tell it's very good. But like you couldn't tell beforehand just like that. When I watch that scene now, I'm kind of like watching people's reactions, trying to think like, are they thinking like, who the fuck is this guy? (laughs) Because like, that's great. Yeah. And it's such a, the voice is such a choice. I know. Totally. It's a huge, it's a huge swing. And and I think it's good. It is pretty good. It works because it's Daniel Craig and he's a good actor and is doing pretty good dialect work. Like I'm very specific about or like uh, choosy about my southern accents. Right. And he's doing like a very genteel, yeah, like sort of Atlanta southern southern accent, and it works because he's really uh, because it's first first off it's funny, right? Because it, it's like Foghorn Leghorn. Well, and it it plays to all of our presuppositions of someone with a a long drawl is that he's kind of dumb because like. Yeah. You don't know if he's smart or not until the very end. Maybe yes, not the t- very true. end, but like, it, it, which which Glass Onion, you don't have that benefit of like second guessing. Like, is the detective even good at this? You know, because like Marta, like as they're walking around the grounds, like keeps throwing things out of the way to like that would otherwise incriminate her. Yes, yes, <laughs> like, yes, 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 yes. Like, I, I remember when we watched this in the theater thinking like, oh my God, is he like actually the worst detective but like everybody knows him by name is he like a gilderoy lockhart type oh sure who of course was played by kenneth branagh who played heck you poirot <laughs> there we go another connection kind of Hercule. i'm gonna try to say okay Hercule poirot there we go that was <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. you don't know if he's smart or not until the very end and the the in glass onion you know the character already right so you're like, we get his deal. Right. So we know who he is. Unless you haven't seen Knives Out before, which I guess you could watch Glass Onion without seeing Knives Out. Sure. They're pretty much unrelated, except for the, the main character. Right. Yeah. And you know um, what I realized? It also, you know, the, the coin flip in this movie is the big, like, we are changing the genre moment. Mm-hmm. Like, it's no longer, like, the most cliche murder mystery you've ever seen. It's actually, like, we know who killed the guy 
We know how they did it. And now it's like kind of a chase movie. He flips the coin as he's describing whatever. And then we see like 30 minutes of movie or maybe even more. And then like it cuts back to like the coin falling back into his hand. And then the movie finishes. So like they, they do that in Glass Onion too, where where yeah. um, Janelle Monae gets shot. And then we see the entire backstory of how she got to the island and who she actually is. And then it picks up right after she gets shot. And then it's like, oh, actually, she's OK. You know, like, yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah. I think that's like such a cool structural thing. It is a cool structural I, thing. I saw it also- a video online of um, the Daniels of Everything Everywhere All at Once fame. And oh, yes, Ryan yes, yes. Johnson, like, chatting with one another in some kind of, like, Oscar promotion thing. And he said to them, like, I love that you guys think structure is is a creative choice. Or, like, that, that you use structure as a creative lever and not just, like, the bounding confines to put all your creativity into. You know, like, yeah. they play with structure, he plays with structure, uh, and... That's like really refreshing. It is. It totally is. Um, and also, like they he can keep he can rinse and repeat this as many times as he wants because it worked in Knives Out. It worked in Glass Onion. So right. just like, and he's not. It's not that he's doing the exact same thing over and over again because there's like variations on it. But like, there is the coin flip moment in both these movies. There is the uh, underprivileged, not the detective woman, woman of color, <laughs> woman of color who is. Uh, the who actually solves the mystery basically right um or who helps him solve the mystery basically yeah so like they can just rinse and repeat this formula for as much as they want as far as i'm concerned because it's highly enjoyable yeah it really is i'm a big fan um yeah this movie's great it's got ryan johnson all over it it's definitely a little bit star wars if i'm gonna come out and say that right yeah yeah I think so. I think I think a lot of that kind of the stuff we've already said, I feel like gives it points where even other movies don't necessarily get points. And I feel like on our show, a mo- if something is a movie, it automatically gets like at least like a three. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So this is going to be a little higher than a three, I think. Yeah, I think so, too. Now, you couldn't put. St- uh, here's the thing. We used to do this all the time. You couldn't put Star Wars in the name and show it to my grandma and she wouldn't be like she would be like this doesn't seem like right Star Wars. right yeah you're like what is this and then there were none like what <laughs> yeah she's like is this murder on the orient express if it were how murder mystery is it it would get like a complete 11 out of 10 absolutely um it's the most murder mystery thing in the world yeah uh well should we go to the break yeah maybe we should it's about that time yeah so we'll we'll be right back. We'll come back and play a game and then give this thing a score right after these messages for more how Star Wars is it. Wow, that was really that was really nice. <laughs> you should do that every time. We'll be right back after the break with more how Star Wars is it. Stay tuned. <laughs> one more time. One Let's more time. Let's just do Let's a couple more. of these reads yeah. and then you can put them in all of our yeah. Uh, this thank you for joining us for house services and come back after the break for even more fun and games uh, more and how star wars is it right after this more how star wars is it right after this more how star wars is it right after this more how star wars is it right after this more how star wars is it right after this <laughs> <laughs> we have to stop we have to stop we'll just keep going 
Hi, Jake. Hey, Caitlin. We're the co-hosts of a little podcast called Gimme That D. Did that get your attention? It's a Disney Channel original movie breakdown podcast. We are breaking down all of your favorite childhood movies that aired on the Disney Channel from 96 to 06, the golden age of cinema. Adair. We are two F-list comedians with a lot of A-list comedian friends, and together we break down and celebrate these absolutely batshit crazy films. So we're talking aloof parents. Inexplicable plots. Full cuts responsible for sexual awakenings the world over. And we ask the hard-hitting journalistic questions like what the fuck is this and could we have maybe taken a second pass at that script oh but we love them oh god yes so listen to us wherever you get your podcasts to stay in the know of what movie we're covering each week and who our guest is follow us on instagram at gmtdpod yeah but for real do it and we're blanc and we're blanc baby Uh, welcome back to the show this is how star wars is it welcome back to the show (laughs) we're going to the show (laughs) um I have the game this week, and you know, I uh, I, I sat thinking what would be a good game for this because we did a an only connect already, and we've also recently done one of those. Um, oh, I know that actor mm-hmm. uh, with with um, White Lotus season two, and it hit me. I remembered a game that I loved when I used to really listen to Doug Loves Movies a lot, called okay. the IMDb game. I think for a while he called it Jason and Deb's IMDb game because that was a radio show, Jason and Deb. And in fact, I think he maybe even continued to give like Ruth's Chris style titling to it because I think it was also like some other guy brought it to the Jason and Deb show. So it was like so-and-so's Jason and Deb's IMDb game. Anyway, I'm just going to call it the House Star Wars Is It IMDb game. <laughs> Good, we'll take it. Um, So the way this game works is... I will name an actor from the movie Knives Out. And on every actor's IMDb page, they have a most known for section that includes mm. four projects. It could be movies or TV shows, or in some cases it might be video games or whatever other categories that uh, IMDb carries. These are all movies. And the way IMDb determines what these four things are is a complete mystery. <laughs> we've we've played this before. Okay, I, I, think. I think we probably have. But so I, I understand, yes, because it, it's it's really random, like yeah. what the projects are. Yeah, I think something to do with like if if that person was nominated for any awards, that gives it like points or whatever. But like some of the things are like, oh, I would not say that person is most known for those four things. Right, 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 right. Anyway, I've got four. We can look up more too because it's like right there, readily available. If we if we're like still need to fill time (laughs) sure 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 Uh, so starting off the imdb game you have to name the four most known four projects of one daniel craig okay okay james bond which one uh casino royale that is on it that's the first one i don't know that they have any like sequence to them but that was number one is there another James Bond on there? There is. Skyfall. Skyfall is also on there. That's number three. Knives Out? Knives Out is not one of his most known for. Glass Onion? Also not. Okay. What else has he been in now? Force Awakens Uncredited Stormtrooper? <laughs> no. Dang. What else has Daniel Craig been in? He's so prolific, and I'm, like, blanking on all other movies that he's been in. There's a question you asked a, a minute ago. If you ask it again, I will answer it again. Is there another Dan's Bomb movie there on is. there? Oh. Spectre? Spectre is number four. Okay. Is there another Dan's Bomb movie on there? 
<laughs> so yeah. it's all James Bond? They are. Oh, man. What's the other one called? Uh, uh, what's the other one called? Spectre, Skyfall. It's Casino a super Royale. James Bondy sounding title. It may as well just be called James Bond. No it's... day but today. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, will I lose my dignity? <laughs> it's uh, uh, No Day to Die? It's or called No I, Time to Die. Yep. No Time to Die. Yeah, right. all James Bond entries for Daniel Craig. Good for him. Yeah. Uh, okay, the next actor, you need to name their four most known four projects, given what IMDb claims, is Ana de Armas. Oh, yes, it is. Uh, is there a James Bond movie on there? There is! <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. Now I gotta remember which James Bond movie she's I, in. I like totally, I saw this movie, I, they're kind of forgettable these days, but I like totally yeah. forgot that she was in it, or didn't even know maybe. Yeah, she was a Bond, she was a Bond girl. Yeah. Is it Skyfall? No. Spectre? No. No Day to Die? Yeah. <laughs> no time to die. No die. No time to die. I immediately forgot the name of it. That's number four. She has three others. Knives out. Yes. <laughs> Good. That um, was number two. There's there's another one that is kind of big recently, but I think maybe it wasn't very good. But it was like a big. It made a splash. Blonde. Yes. Yes. Her Marilyn Monroe turn. Yep. Um. What else is she in? I have no idea what else she's in. The first one is apparently Blade Runner 2049. Oh, I didn't I know didn't she was see. in that. I, we should watch those movies. Have you ever seen Blade yeah. Runner? Yeah. No. I haven't either. In fact, I even tried watching it one day, and I like got five minutes in and was like, nope. It's a, nope. Uh, today's a Bob the Builder day, not a Blade Runner day. <laughs> <laughs> this one's a big thing. This one's a thinker, yeah. and I'm not thinking today. Uh, okay. The next in our game of name their four biggest projects on IMDb uh, is Jamie Lee Curtis. Halloween. Technically, your answer is correct because the film from 2018 was called Halloween. Oh, wow. Is it that one? Yeah. Not the original? Right. Wow, that's weird. Now, there's a question that you asked for the first two that if you ask again, but if you change it a little, I will answer it. Is there a... James Bond movie. There's not a James Bond movie, but if you change the franchise, <laughs> is there a? In fact, the, the wording you used was, "Is there another James Bond movie?" Is there another Halloween? There movie? you go. <laughs> there is Halloween two. Good luck. <laughs> Halloween two. No. Halloween three. No. Halloween four. No. Halloween five. Well, I actually Halloween don't know sequentially where it falls because the title is. Halloween H2O 20 years later. Sure, 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 sure. That's the it's bread of her sandwich. There's two in the middle. Now, this is important to me, and I really hope it's on there. Freaky Friday. That would have been a, the right answer, and it's not in there. Everything Everywhere All at Once? Yes, it is on there. Really? Got a wow. nominee for that. Nomination, rather. Uh, that's great. And then the third um, one is one that I can't imagine you'll get because it's one of those titles where I go, oh, yeah, that's a movie from before I was born, probably, and I'll, I'll, I've never seen it. I probably never will. <laughs> sure. What is it? It's called True Lies. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know that one. You know, like, basically every movie from, like, the 80s, I'm like, yeah, I, I feel like I know it because of culture, but I've never seen it. <laughs> yeah, totally. And I don't know if that was in the 80s, but I just presume. Um, all right, and our last person... 
on our list here. You have to name the four most known four projects on IMDb for Chris Evans. Captain America. Um, any any additional Which, title? The first Avenger. Yes. <laughs> okay. Avengers. Yes. Um, is there any other Avengers movie yes. on there? <laughs> Civil War. Captain America: Civil War. Yes. Captain America and the Winter Soldier. No. Is there another Avengers movie on there? There is another Avengers movie. Avengers Endgame? No. Which is like... (laughs) Weird. Avengers Infinity War? No. Uh, Avengers Age of Ultron? Yeah. (laughs) No way. It's the Avengers, Captain America the First Avenger, Captain America Civil War, and the Avengers Age of Ultron. No way. That movie blows. Ridiculous. And there's other bigger Avengers movies than that one. That's so strange. Endgame made like $2 billion the first weekend. <laughs> yeah, what the hell? That makes no sense. <laughs> no, I think that was his overall run. But regardless, like Age of Ultron, no one yeah. was known for that movie. No one. Not even people in it. The movie doesn't exist. It. No, no one watched it. <laughs> we all watched it and we're all like, no, I don't, I don't think so. I know. I could pass on that one. Sorry. So anyway, that was the IMDb game. I loved it. IMDB. IMDB. That's something that he says on Doug Loves Movies as well. He'll say, this is the IMDB game, and of course, IMDB. Oh, because his name is Doug Benson. Pretty funny. So, Knives Out, a Knives Out mystery. We've still got about 15 minutes left. Yeah, I know. Um, So, do we we talk about the the story at all? I Uh, I feel like, for what? It's, yeah, I don't know if there's a point to that. It's very convoluted. Yeah, right. It's a family, and the patriarch dies. It looks as though it's a murder, and then they are all at each other's throats because they want inheritance and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, and, of course, Ransom, Hugh, finds out about the changing of the will, and he's he found out first, so therefore he at least thinks he killed his grandfather. Mm-hmm. But... Anyone could have. Everyone's mad about the thing. They all have the same motive, basically. So, like, you know, did you watch Broadchurch? No, I never did, which is weird because I love David Tennant. It's great. I highly recommend it. And he gets to actually be Scottish. Hey, let people do the voice they have. Hey, let people do their own accents. Let people be Scottish, for God's sakes. Unless it's... Unless it's Daniel Craig as Benoit Blanc, in which case he can do that. But everyone else, sure, let them do their own accents. Yeah. If I have to hear Benedict Cumberbatch do an American accent one more time, I'm gonna scream. Okay. At the very least, don't hire someone to do a voice performance and no. have them do a different dialect. <laughs> yeah. Why I'm was talking... the Benedict Cumberbatch Grinch American? <laughs> <laughs> we, He's from Whoville. We... We have we have circled back to this somehow again because we used to talk like about that our Grinch first, movie like, month of the show. Yeah, we talked about it so often and so passionately, and we have somehow come back to that. Now, technically, he's from Mount Rumpet, and I don't know if that's like part of Whoville or if it's annexed by Whoville. But anyway, it was the same with. I mean, I said this before, and I'll say it again. Doctor, Str- I thought Doctor Strange was British in the comics. Yeah, th- there's because nothing- he's a. F- there's nothing about him that is inherently New York City. No, he's. It's kind of weird to me that he's, he's American. A cocky surgeon. So I suppose there's like a 
you know, cocky is a is a sort of a New Yorky trait, but it can also be like, you know, a Londony trait. Yeah, totally. I think here's my hot take: no more British Spider-Man, dude. Like, and, and, and here's the thing: both of them are great. Yeah, but like they both they both did a great job. <laughs> yeah. But I'm <laughs> done with it. <laughs> they both did. A great job and i want them to both do more <laughs> yeah but and they can't be british anymore <laughs> they gotta stop if tom holland wants to keep being spider-man he needs to renounce his citizenship to great britain <laughs> he, <laughs> he needs, needs to, at to least... do a breakfast <laughs> he needs to brexit i would like tom holland to brexit please <laughs> and then he can still be spider-man <laughs> I would like Tom Holland to Brexit, please. Yeah. And then same. And then I don't want to go here. Same rule applies to Superman. From now on, he can't be British anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Henry Cavill. You did good. You did good. You're done, though. James Gunn said you're done. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen um, murmurs of like rumors, not even rumors, like fan casting, really, of the kid from White Lotus season two. I think his name is Adam DeMarco. That he'd oh, be the, a good yeah, yeah. young Cal, like a young... Uh, yeah, Clark. I could see that, maybe. Uh, his jaw isn't square enough for me. Well, but look at Kumail. They, they put true. that kid on. They put that kid on the like Marvel training regime for six months. He'll be like Dave Bautista. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, you said fan cast. I get like all these Google... like I have my Google feed that like tells me what stories I should read and everything, you know, and it like picks out articles for me it's always being like jaw dropping stunning look at emily blunt as invisible woman right and i'm like this is a fucking photoshop that someone did (laughs) yeah and you're making it sound like this is from a sack photo yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's what it sounded like to me the way you like the adjectives you chose (laughs) jaw dropping and she's as invisible woman so you can't see anything (laughs) It's just like a, it's like a photo of like an out of focus background. <laughs> yeah, it's like where is she? Oh man, this is too much information. But like in the first Fantastic Four movie, when she has to get invisible, when Jessica Alba has to get invisible, but she has to take all her clothes off, and they're like, "You need to like take your clothes off," and she's like, "What?" And she like is turns invisible, so the effect is there, and then you see like the invisible woman taking off her clothes. And then, like, she's in her underwear and realizes people are watching, gets embarrassed, becomes visible again, is visible for a second in her underwear, and then gets invis- and then like gets embarrassed and turns invisible again. God, I haven't the seen amount- those movies, but that sounds exactly like what would happen in that movie from, like, 2006 or whatever year it came out. Yeah, and let me tell you, 2006 Josiah? Yeah. Just wore out the rewind and fast <laughs> and forward button on that. <laughs> On that remote. <laughs> so you had it on video cassette. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it, no, it was on DVD. Yeah. Oh, you're I, saying was, the button on the remote, not the, the button on the, the remote was destroyed. Out. Yeah. Yeah. Destroyed for the amount of times that I, I watched that. Well, that's because they, that's because they, they did the journey. They really walked you to the, the, it's not even, I was going to say nudity, but like there's, there's story to that. <laughs> it, yeah, it, it, yeah. It was yeah, like yeah. the equivalent of like a burlesque show for you. <laughs> Exactly. There was art to it. It wasn't just about 
<laughs> it wasn't just about the TNA. Yeah, yeah. There was art to it. Yeah. There was it a was performance. It was the A, the TNA. The art. It was the artistic <laughs> TNA. Yes, exactly. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's too much information that everyone now knows about me. And I would always watch it Home Alone. Like, I'd be like, Home Alone, and I'd be like, time to get the Fantastic Four DVD out. No. <laughs> God. It'll be interesting to see if I leave that in the show. Okay. <laughs> um, where were we? Knives Out? I think were it's the topic. I think we were explaining the plot to Knives Out, kind of. Oh, yeah. Um, and we somehow oh, got oh, really... Duh! We were trying to come up with cast members from Star Wars. Frank Oz! Frank Oz! God, people who duh. were yelling at their podcast player like 40 minutes ago are now finally like oh thank you <laughs> thank you uh, he's right there he's yoda yeah we got it we get it folks we nailed it it only took us an hour to remember speaking of fan casting and knives out have you seen the idea that like knives out three the cast should be made up of only people who are like spouses and significant others of cast members from one and two. No, that's funny. I think that's a really cute idea. Like Jamie Lee Curtis has been with, um, I don't know if they're married or not, but they've been together for like decades. Um, Christopher guest. Really? That's awesome. Yeah. And like, uh, what a, what a obviously, power couple. Oh, oh, oh no. What they said was, um, relatives, family members in some way or another. Cause you know, Don Johnson is in this movie and knives out and, uh, his daughter is Dakota Johnson. Let's get some Nepo babies yeah, in there. Yeah, um, yeah for sure. I think who else who else might qualify for that? I know I've like read a million of these, but um Who's Chris Evans dating these days? Let's get someone in there. I don't know. Man, Could it talk be about in- like guys who seem cool as hell. Yeah, right. I think he's he's probably fun. Like, have you seen Not Another Teen movie? No, that I think it came out right when I was like. It was that this is PG thirteen. This is PG thirteen. Yeah, that, yeah. I was like, I'm a good Christian boy. He's hilarious in it, and he's kind of like a variant of the character he plays in Scott Pilgrim a little bit, just like shit eating asshole guy. And like yeah. he plays asshole really well, and he also plays Captain America Boy Scout really well. I think he might yeah, just be like. A cool, good actor. <laughs> yeah, he's a cool, good actor. And it's interesting that he, like, looking back on it, it's kind of interesting casting that he got Captain America because he had basically only played asshole guys before that. Right. And so it's like, we, it's interesting that they took a chance on him to be, like, good Boy Scout boy. Right. Because even Johnny is kind of an asshole, right? Um, yeah. The Human and Torch. Human Torch. Yeah. Talk about totally the Fantastic Four movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure there's another side of that story that talks about the shirtless Chris Evans scene in that movie. Sure, where there's a, there is a small there there is a young gay man out there who is like or a woman who's who doing likes a podcast men. with with thirty listeners. <laughs> yes, who is like the shirtless scene in Fantastic Four? Wow, I wore out that rewind uh-huh, button. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure that exists somewhere in a, in in the multiverse at least. But yeah, he's I love him. He's great. I think he's really good. I think he'd be cool to be friends with. I want to be friends with him and Daniel Radcliffe, two people whose IMDb most known fors is like Franchise City, but they get to also play really interesting shit when they want to. Yeah. They both have basically got like f- license to do whatever they want. Right. Where they have enough money that they don't have to be, they can be, just do whatever project they want without, with impunity. Yeah. And just take cool whatever cool shit comes their way. Oh yeah, you watched Weird with Daniel Radcliffe. Oh yeah, uh-huh. 
Yeah, we'll talk about that whenever we do the episode. He, um, he also apparently, like, the day of shooting, they were doing the eat shit, eat shit, eat shit scene. And uh, I don't remember the exact story, but I think it has to do with, like, we don't want this to be an R-rated film. It's, like, kind of a family Thanksgiving movie. So they couldn't... They the, I think the script was written as, like, fuck you, and fuck you, and fuck you. And they, were they like, on the day, I think... Or, or, you know, kind of an impromptu way in, in some way or another. We're like, we can't do that. But what, what would be, what would work that you could say over and over that would still be PG-13? And they, they were like trying different things out. And he said like, eat shit. And they're like, that's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> and then apparently also it's an improvised line by Michael Shannon. When you hear in the background, he's like, everyone's like yelling at ransom and he goes, I will not eat one iota of shit. <laughs> <laughs> like you just improvised that. Speaking of Superman, uh huh. He's someone who I also would be fascinated to get to know, but I think that in the exact opposite way. I think he's probably yeah. very weird and alienating to be around. <laughs> yeah, he's seen. But, he's got that vibe. That is very intriguing to me. Like I want to. Like apparently, uh, a, a couple friends of mine like are acquaintances with him through the Chicago theater scene, and like, oh, interesting. They're like, yeah, he's just like the most Chicago theater actor you've ever met. Like the night of the Oscars, he was at like a bar <laughs> That's in, amazing. in Chicago. Yeah. That's so cool. Good for Michael Shannon. Yeah. I think he, he seems very cool and interesting and I would like to get to know him. <laughs> put, the, put it out in the universe. Secret yeah. it. I want to learn. I want to meet all these actors. <laughs> I'd like to meet Chris Evans. I'd like to meet Michael Shannon. <laughs> and, and, I'd like for Paul, and I'd like for Paul F. Tompkins to be on our podcast. <laughs> Is that too much to ask? And is that also a callback to a recent Patreon, Patreon. episode that, that not everyone will understand what I'm saying? Right. Go listen to the Patreon, folks. You're missing out on a bunch of gold content yeah. over there. Uh, if you're just listening to the main feed, you're missing half the fun. Well, you're missing a third of the fun. That's true. Yeah, we do about a half hour bonus episode and an hour free episode. So Yeah. However... If we took away one half hour of this episode, do you take the Patreon or do you stick to the other half of this episode? That that mm. didn't translate. Do you know what I'm doing? <laughs> That's the Monty no. Hall problem. The the three oh, doors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if I take one away, do you? Yes. Always do you, change. Do you, you always change because of probability, even yeah. though it makes no sense. And, and they I've read did the that on Survivor the past couple seasons. They did a version of that problem. And both times the person uh, stuck, they kept their thing, and they succeeded. Just like, really? well, okay, you guys are like proving statisticians wrong, but like the statistics are correct. Yes. Yeah, I've read the statistics. I've read like the whole thing, and it makes uh, no sense. Here's there, there's a thing on like I think the New York Times made it. There's like an actual simulator where oh wow you can like click it a dozen times or a hundred times, and your ratio will be about two thirds to one third. Here's here's the way that it unlocked it for me. The thing they're doing for the sake of emotional drama on a game show is removing one of the bad ones, so they are increasing your odds which of course is just all fake because you've already picked a thing your odds are fixed but for the sake of the audience they're like it's not this one though so you might have it you know they're just like playing around what they are doing is eliminating all the wrong answers except for one wrong answer and your right answer so if you think about it as there's a hundred doors and behind 99 is nothing, but behind one is a brand new car. And you pick door number 51, and then they remove doors 1 through 49 and 
52 through 100. So now it's just door 50 and 51. Like, that's the, they're doing the same thing. They're removing every wrong answer except for one. The audacity you would have to be like, no, out of 100, I managed to pick the right one. Like, of course you switch. Because <laughs> the people who still are removing Mike, the wrong answers know where the right one is. Mike, it's still not doing it for me. I gotta okay. say, it still doesn't make sense to me. Uh, I'll send you the simulator. <laughs> send me the simulator. I need to see it. And for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, it's basically like if there's three doors and they say behind one of these doors is a prize and you pick one of the doors and they say, all right, all right. you can keep that one or like I'm going to remove one. I'm going to show open one door and show you it's not this one. So it's either your door or the other door. And then you're always supposed to change your answer because you're there's like a two thirds chance that you will be correct as opposed to a one third chance of you being correct. Right. Um, which makes no sense. So anyway, let's <laughs> let's move on because we need to get, we need to write this thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, we I'm... we said the couple cast similarities. We talked about digital technology and filmmaking. We talked about uh, we didn't really talk about how ensemble it is. Uh, Star Wars yeah. kind of is. Some of the movies it's... are, and some of the like yeah. Rebels, for example, the animated show. It's all ensemble. Bad Batch is all sure. ensemble. Sure, sure, sure. Well, there's always a small ensemble. It's not as big of an ensemble, but there's like always the core trio, which is true. Very but even ensemble-y. sometimes they're they're like separated. That's true. That's true. Um, we've actually, I think, There's dare I say, done it. What? There's a chase, like the trench run or other star yeah. fighting. Sure. I think we've done a decent job at our podcast this week. Yeah, if I, yeah. If I do say so myself. Um, I think I'm going to give it a unit of measure, though. And my unit of measure is going to be throw up. <laughs> oh, yeah, gross. Mine's going to Because Marta throws up when she lies. Be like... Um, Prop knives that retract into their handle when you push them into somebody. Yes, definitely. Trick knives. A trick knife. Okay, I think I'm going to give it, and this might be crazy, but Ryan Johnson directed it, okay? I'm going to give it a five. That crossed my mind. I think I'm going to go with four because there's not any science fiction-y stuff. Wait, you're right. There's no science fiction-y stuff. I'm giving it a four. Yeah. I. You know what I, what I think we should maybe canonize on our show the what? idea that you said earlier, if you can put Star Wars above the title and convince your grandma this is a Star Wars movie, I feel like that's the sort of like threshold for five. Yeah, totally, 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 totally. You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. It's a four. It's a four. <laughs> uh, maybe that's a bit, maybe that's the threshold for like six. I think five is five or six. You're right. It's, it's around. It depends there. on how good you are at like manipulating your grandma and how gullible your grandma is. <laughs> Yeah, my grandma, it would be super easy. <laughs> Your grandma, who knows? Yeah. It all depends. Uh, well, there you have it, folks. We we did the dang thing. Do you want us on the internet? Because if you do, you can find us at How Star Wars Is It on Twitter and Instagram. You can email us at a good podcast at gmail.com. Um, Mike, tell them about the Patreon. Yeah, do you want more of this on the internet? We have a Patreon where we do a weekly bonus episode. I know we mentioned that a second ago, but... It is a uh, $5 a month gets you all the stuff we have. There's other tiers too, but um, we have a Discord server. We have film commentaries of all the Star Wars movies and some other fun movies that we like, like uh, Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island and The Matrix. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, we also have an RPG or a couple, no, one, one RPG so far. Um, two RPGs. Oh, right, of course. Yeah, two RPGs, one bracket. We have a lot of cool stuff over there. So go check out our Patreon, um, which reminds me, I need to 
get back on the horn with uh, making the first RPG into a full-length feature film for YouTube because I stopped doing that. But in the time since I started, I've been drawing on my iPad a ton for work. So I'm oh, getting good. a lot better and quicker at it. <laughs> oh, good, 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 good. And so there's a lot of cool stuff over the Patreon. If you want to see me and Mike live in person, you can catch us uh, Thursday nights at I.O. Uh, it's here in Chicago, know, Illinois. At the I.O. Theater, Thursday nights at 8 p.m. Anarchy, the improvised rock opera. We yeah. do a fully improvised rock musical. And if you want to um, see ones that have already been done, you can go to YouTube and uh, search Anarchy, the improvised rock opera because they have a page with some full-length shows on it. And I also have a full-length anarchy show on my YouTube. Uh, so if you want to really see good. an improv show uh, without having to go to one, there's one that Josiah and I are both in, and that's on my YouTube page. Check it out. It's good stuff. That's all. So, sandwiches to Star Wars. It's about time for Tubby Bye Bye. So like we always say, we, we love, love you. you. And, and may, may the, the fourth, fourth be with you. you. Bye. Bye-bye.